something bigger, something with more value, something with more magnificence, something that will change the world, something that will touch people's lives, something to put your spirit into that is not just about you. If you find that, everything changes. And history has shown that when people find that, everything changes. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. One of the biggest challenges we have as humans is our commitment to ourselves, our commitment to being better. In essence, our commitment to being brave. And this is the exact conversation I had with Leon Logothetis. He just wrote a book called Go Be Brave. He's got his own TV show from a few years back. Take a look at that. But this journey in this conversation takes you through the progression of getting to that point in your life where you're finally going to get to that next step because you take action. So if you're stuck, if you're waiting for that next thing to happen in your life for you to actually move forward, this is the podcast for you. Listen in. You're going to love Leon. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success magazine podcast. And today I've got Leon Logothetis. What's up, Leon? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for making it to the show. We appreciate you. No worries. Thanks for having me. So you were telling me earlier when we reshot the beginning of this, you were in Malibu. Tell me about that, man. You were just in my neck of the woods. I was. Uh, I live in, in, in LA as well. And whenever I need to get some calmness, I drive to Malibu. Nice, bro. I appreciate it. Well, you've got your new book out, Go Be Brave. I got the names confused. Go Be Kind. Go Be Brave. Tell me about Go Be Brave, man. Where did the idea come from? So Go Be Brave actually was born in COVID. Um, as, as you know, as we all know, COVID was kind of interesting. Uh, and we had a lot of time on our hands. Um, and I started to think to myself what the true meaning of bravery was. Like, what was, what was bravery about? What was it really, really about? And I decided that my definition of bravery was going to be a little bit different than, let's say, the mainstream definition of bravery. The mainstream definition, you know, is I don't know, being a Navy SEAL, saving kids from burning buildings, fighting cancer. Don't get me wrong, all those things are brave. But I realized for me that true bravery was speaking my truth. And what do I mean by that? I mean sharing my pain. I mean um, expressing who I truly am. I mean if I felt like switching jobs, switching jobs, taking action from a place of vulnerability. Um, and, and that's really where it came from. And and my backstory, I'll go a little bit into the backstory, is that I used to be a broker in the city of London. And on the mm. outside, I had everything you could ever want. And on the inside, I had pretty much nothing you would want. And I stumbled across the movie, The Motorcycle Diaries, which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara traveling around South America on kindness. And to cut a very long story short, I quit my job and I started traveling around the world relying on kindness. 
And people would always say to me, oh, that was so brave, Leon, that was so brave. And again, it was brave, but the true act of bravery was the vulnerability, the speaking to my therapist, the sharing mm -hmm. my pain, the standing in my power, the decision to face myself to get up and leave my job. And that's where Go Be Brave comes in because it's kind of like an experiential journal to inspire people to go out and be brave in their lives, to share their truth, to share their pain, to stand in their power. How do we break through to get to that truth, though? Because I feel like in the, in the current world that we live in, it's so it's almost like you don't have to be brave. You could just kind of sit where you're at and be comfortable and complain and be the victim. How do we break through that? Sure, sure. And you can do that. And then you have to look at yourself in the mirror every morning and know deep down that you're not happy. And that's just the, the way it is. If if you're living your greatest life, then great. If your greatest life is is working as a broker or doing whatever you want to do, then great, do it. But if you're living a life that's not your greatest life, you know it. Maybe you can sit in your comfort zone and you can coast along, but you won't be truly living that inspirational moment that each and every one of us can live by speaking our truth. And don't get me wrong, it's not a, a you know, you don't say one moment of truth and everything changes. It's a commitment. It's a commitment to living who you truly are. And you get there by being brave. And you get there by taking small baby steps to create the life you've always wanted to live. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So where did where did you start to be brave? Like, how, how did you take that step from being a broker in London and saying, hey, like, my inside shit's broken, right? And I, I want to fix it. Let me take this baby step. What did that look like for you? So I remember it all started when I was 15. Um, I remember I was being viciously bullied and it was unpleasant uh, to put it mildly. And I never told anyone. So I'd go to school every day for years and be in my own little torment. And then one day it got to a place where it was so bad that I had to make a decision. Am I just not going to tell anyone or am I going to tell my mom? And I made this decision a vulnerable from a vulnerable place to walk into my mother's room and to speak my truth. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know whether she was going to say, well, you know what, just suck it up and keep going. I didn't know if she was going to change schools, but I had this kind of epiphany. I don't know. I'm not so, so sure if I was conscious of it, but I had this epiphany that I had to do something different. So I went into the room, told her what was going on. Unfortunately, she understood. She took me out of that school and things started to change from there. That was the first moment that I can truly remember where my vulnerability guided me to making a different decision in life. And uh, that moment of bravery shifted everything. Doesn't mean that uh, everything all of a sudden started to work itself out, no, but it was there that I made that commitment to be vulnerable, to be brave, to be understanding of what was going on inside, not just what was going on, out, on outside. And it all came to a head during COVID. Yes, that was many, many years later. But I started to think to myself, people always tell me I'm brave for doing the kindness diaries, which is the circumnavigation of the world on kindness. But the truth <laughs> is that it what, that wasn't the brave act. The brave act was the vulnerable act that started when I was 15, that kept on going uh, until I left my job. All these small little moments of facing myself and going towards, let's say, the light, as opposed to being consumed by the darkness because I didn't speak my truth. So on that, because... I did read the beginning portion of your of your book 
the one we're talking about now. Okay. Um, I remember you had the circles and you said human, and then you have being, and then in the middle you have brave. And I, I loved that because it stood out because you just said like, just being brave is really being human. And that means from, from what I was reading, it means accepting all of your faults too. It's like, you're going to mess up. Right. And I think that becomes a hard part for, for, for me, at least as I'm talking to you, I always hear the little voice that says, Tristan, oh, you're so stupid. You should have done it this way. Oh, you, you know, oh, that was, you shouldn't have done that. And and some of us get stuck there. How do we break out of that? Is it just coming to accept it and saying, hey, look, you're, you're going to screw it up. Just keep on moving forward. What's this process that, that has helped you get through that? So look, one of the things about the about the journal, the book, Go Be Brave, is that I say that being brave, as you just mentioned, is being human. And when you are human, at this point, we're pretty much all human. Um, you make mistakes. You do bad things. You have bad days. You have good days. But being human and connecting to our humanity is the ultimate act of bravery. Because it's easy to, you know, spend all our time on Instagram, spend all our time on Facebook, spend all our time behind the computer or watching Netflix. But that's not the true essence of being human. The true essence is a feeling of understanding and being in nature and feeling everything, the good and the bad. Like many mm. of us, myself included, when something bad happens, when we feel something bad, we just try to disconnect. We try anything in our power not to feel it. And by doing that, we're not feeling our birthright of being human, our humanity. I like that, man. That's the, you, you mentioned real life fact, right, in the book. By the way, um, when, I, when I started reading the book, I was like, whoa, this is a little, little different. Um, I'm, not, I'm not used to reading a book like this because you mentioned journal, journal-ish. Right. This is a, a different way for me to read a book. And I loved the layout. I was like, oh, this is very cool. So real life fact. I liked that because I hadn't seen that. It really made me think back and say, well, wait a second. I really need to take a look at my because I'm being introspective as I'm reading your book, too. I'm like, what about me? Like, what what section of my life have I just been going over and over and saying? Oh, you know what? That's just the way it is. It's just unfortunate. And I'm stuck there, right? When you're talking to me about being brave and saying, hey, you've got to take this whole piece together, good and bad, how do you continually stay there? Because sometimes I, I can do it for two, three days, four days, but then it's back to that place that I've been going to for years. Sure. What's the consistency going? What, what's the consistency like for this? How do we get there? I think it's one word, commitment. We often commit to our jobs. We commit to our families. But do we commit to how we show up in the world? Do we commit to how vulnerable we're willing to be? Do we commit to speaking our truth? Do we commit to sharing our pain? Do we commit to standing in our power? That's it. Does it mean you're always going to do it? No, of course not. There'll be bad moments. But when the bad moment is over, we commit. That's it. You know, commitment. But the word commitment means so many different things for so many people, <laughs> right? 
because I've seen commitment from some people and then I've seen it from other people, like from the high achievers to the ones that kind of don't really commit when they say I'm committing. So I think just for us here, when you're looking at the word commitment, how do you, how would you define the word commitment? So in, in, in regards to the book, Go Be Brave, my commitment is to be brave, which means to speak my truth, my truth, and to share my pain and to stand in my power as often as I can. That's my commitment. Um, and I would suggest that if you read the book and you were committed to doing the adventures, the 24 and three quarter adventures, yeah. that would be your commitment. Your commitment is to do the, the work within the book. If your commitment is to, let's say, I don't know, become a become fit, more fit, you commit to go to the gym. If your commitment is to eat more healthy, then you commit not to eat French fries. It's that one moment of commitment to whatever it is that you're choosing to commit to. Yeah, I see that. Because you have a section where it says you can go go and be brave, right? How can you be brave today? That's what it was. How yes. can you be brave today? Yes. And I think that that helped me. I'm like, okay, got it. It doesn't have to be like, let me make out this this plan. It's a, it's a new year. Let me make, create this amazing plan that I'm, by March, I'll be here. By August, I'll be here. You, you're helping people break it down into small steps. And that's what I liked, which is like, okay, what are you going to do today? What does it look like just today? Simple, easy, one thing. That was really good, man. And then it, it took you to adventure number one. So I loved the way you invented the the font was really different for me too. So great job on that. I don't know whose idea that was, but that was great. Um, adventure number one, who are you, right? Explain to me that section. Well, look, I think most of us don't actually know, don't actually feel, don't actually live the true version of ourselves. We've been conditioned by society, by uh, our friends, by our families, by our by the television, and we are something that we are actually not. Mm. And sometimes when we go on holidays, we become the true version of ourselves. Sometimes, but living like that, just the true version of yourself twice twice a, uh, a year or once a year, whatever it is, isn't really truly living who you are. I, I had a, a teacher once who was a coach. He would say that he wasn't teaching people anything. He was unteaching people because they've been so conditioned by everything that he was unteaching them and getting them to do an unlearning of who they had become so that they could become who they always were. He was a very wise man. Dude, that is really good. The unlearning. Yeah, pretty good. That's really good. Wait, so... You mentioned we go on vacation on holiday, right? To, and at that time, we're really who we are. Maybe on some level, not always, right? But it's, it's, the pressures are less. Now I'm thinking something you said at the beginning, which is like, hey, I went to Malibu just because I, I want to feel that vibe. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, basically. Like, to, to get to, yes, to connect, to reconnect to myself, to nature. I often leave my phone at home and I just drive. I like that. It's interesting because in, in some of the interviews that we've done in the past with, with people that have 
that are high achievers in different forms, not just financially, right? In relationships, in their health. Um, they talk about the exact same thing you're talking about, which is you you have to give yourself that time to, to reflect. It's just the stillness, right? That connection to yourself. And and I think that's what that's what you're talking about when you're like, a lot of us aren't really who we are because we don't give ourselves time to truly reflect and look inward and be like, who are we? Right. I think that's important, man. That's it's so important. Tell me your your morning routine, if you've got one, and your relationship with this little device, like the phone. I want to know that piece. What does that look like in the mornings? So for many years, I didn't have a smartphone. I had an old Nokia that had no internet, and uh, I refused to get a smartphone because I would be consumed by it like everyone else. And then unfortunately, the little Nokia stopped working, meaning that the towers, the reception towers, cell towers, didn't work with the phone. So I ended up having to buy an iPhone. And... um, it consumed me, you know? So I put on a system where I have no access to the internet. It is literally just messages and email. And even that is too much. So to answer your question about the morning, I try and put the phone outside the room so that I don't pick it up in the morning, although I, I, I often fail. But I don't have access to the internet, so I don't have access to the news, which is obviously destructive at times. I don't have access to the Facebook and Instagram, which you can go down a uh, rabbit hole, right? So I try and just, you know, sit in bed and take it all in for five, 10, 15 minutes before my day starts. I have a little Boston Terrier as well that uh, is in my bed with me. Uh, so he he actually likes sleeping more than I do. So I have to try and get him out of bed, which is a tough one. Uh, and then um, the day begins. I like that. All right. So you do your best to stay away from that for a while. As much as I can, yes. All right. And, and I've mentioned- actually stopped watching the news. This is actually a really important thing. I read this really brilliant book called um, Stop Reading the News. And it was literally life-changing. It, it, it was, I, we don't realize how much we're consumed by negativity until we take that negativity away. I haven't watched news for a year. Now, of course, people tell me stuff, right? I, I know what's going on because people will tell me stuff, but I never watch the news. And it, it really revolutionized my life. And I do not say that lightly. The book is amazing. Stop reading the news. I just wrote it down, man. And I agree with you heavily. I think you you start heading down a path that feels very negative, right? Yes. But you don't even re- realize the power of the news until you don't look at it. And then you realize how destructive it is for our mental health. Yeah, that's very true. How... How much of your change in, in, in the last few years through, through this book, how much of that change has come through writing? Because I know you talk about, uh, I have it in my notes, the truth diary. Yes. So, so yeah. About that. So, yeah. So, as I mentioned, they're 24 and three quarter adventures, and they're kind of experiential adventures where you go and act and feel and experience bravery in action. So you feel it in your system. One of the uh, adventures is called the Truth Diary. Um, And remember, I I said that my definition of bravery was speaking your truth. 
whatever that truth mm-hmm. may be. And sometimes people feel insecure, unsafe to share it with another human being. I get it. So the hack for that is to go buy yourself a journal, call it the truth diary, and just write all of your truth in the diary, whatever it may be. You want to leave your relationship. You want to uh, get a new job. You're an alcoholic. Whatever it is, write it in the truth diary. No one's going to read it except you, but let it all out. And I promise you, if you do that, there will come a time when you will feel compelled to find another human being to share the truth with as well. So, and it's a process. You share it in the truth diary, you find another human being to share it, and you start living it. And by the end of the journal of Go Be Brave, the aim is to start living it. Again, baby steps, right? I'm not saying or suggesting that but when you finish the book, your life is going to be shifted and you, you know, the angels are going to come down. You're going to be singing Kumbaya. Your bank balance is going to have a billion dollars in it. You're going to have the most amazing life. No. I mean, maybe it'll happen, but most probably not. It's a process, yeah. a, commit, a committed process of one small step at a time. I see that, man. And I, and I saw the progression. So I, although I haven't finished the book, I did see the progression going into than vulnerability, right? And so I feel like with the truth diary going through, it's like, okay, let's let's start doing that so then you can get to being vulnerable. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I was like, oh, this is cool, man. Yeah. So because a lot of a lot of us hear, like we hear from from different authors. I'm trying to remember, uh Brene Brown. We hear, let's let's get vulnerable. But a lot of us don't, don't even know how to get there. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I understand I need to get there. But how? So this is why I loved that. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And get so vulnerable I, with yourself. No one yeah. else needs to know. Start there. Start somewhere. It's simple. Well, it's simple. But until I read that part, I was like, I, I really didn't come across anyone else in in my readings as to how I get there, right? Mm -hmm. I had heard about it. It's like, talk about it with somebody, talk about it with yourself. But if you truly write it out with no inhibitions, it's like, nobody's going to take a look at this. Yeah. This is you. And and if you want, if you feel unsafe, even writing it down at the end of of the session of writing it down, burn them, burn it, burn it. So no one will ever read it, but you've let it out. It's out into the universe. Yeah, man. To me, that was pretty powerful because you not only put you know all of that out there, but you also put a lot of those those doubts that you have about yourself out there, right? Yes. Like you, you're just writing it out. It's like get it out, which is to, uh, to me that was a, an amazing piece because it led to where I wanted to get to, and then talk to me about the kindness journal, writing that down. T- talk to me about that, even though you probably talked about that a whole bunch. But talk to me about it. So the next one, uh, one of the other adventures, is called The Kindness Diary. So why is it called The Kindness Diary? So when I quit my job, I one of the things I did was I purchased a vintage yellow motorcycle with a sidecar. And I went from L.A. all the way around Earth, back to L.A., relying on kindness. I had no money, no food, no gas, no place to stay. Couldn't accept money. Just love and generosity. And ultimately, Good Samaritans received a life-changing gift. 
It was an unexpected gift that we gave them. Uh, and the film, the documentary series, was called The Kindness Diaries. And people often say to me, oh, well, you know, I can't do The Kindness Diaries. I can't quit my job. I can't go um, buy a yellow motorcycle. I have a family. I have to pay a mortgage. I get it. I understand. I get it. I was in a unique situation where I was able to do it. So what I did in The Gobi Brave was I gave people the opportunity to do The Kindness Diary for themselves, which was to go out into the world and to make people feel like they had value, to make people feel like they mattered, to be kind, right? So they didn't have to buy a vintage yellow motorcycle, but you can still be kind and you can yeah. still live your own experience of the kindness diaries by doing the kindness diary. I like that, man. Yeah, that, that made a lot of sense too. I skimmed through that one, which I have to fully read, by the way. So now tell me about one section that I didn't get to, but I saw, which was, I wrote this down, find something bigger than you, because you, you in it from me glimpsing through it, you were talking about what do you really want to do? Like, what do you really want to do? Tell me about that. So Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, all had something bigger than themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Independence from India was something bigger than Gandhi. Freedom for South Africa was something bigger than Mandela. Freedom for African-Americans was something bigger than Martin Luther King. Helping the poor in India was something bigger than Mother Teresa. And that's all I'm saying. Something bigger than yourself. Something bigger than Leon something bigger, something with more value, something with more magnificence, something that will change the world, something that will touch people's lives, something to put your spirit into that is not just about you. If you find that, everything changes. And history has shown that when people find that, everything changes. It's also a little scary, though, when, when you do find that you're not prepared for it and you choose not to take it on, right? Yes, of course. And it's not easy. If this whole process of bravery was easy, I wouldn't be writing a book about it. Yeah, <laughs> people wouldn't Brave be talking true. about it. Renee Brown wouldn't be talking about it. It's not easy. But just because it's not easy doesn't mean that we don't have the urge to actually do it. And this is where we go back to the word commitment. If yeah. you commit to freeing yourself, I promise you, you will free yourself. It may take a week. It may take a year. It may take 30 years but you will be free. But without commitment, you will never be free. Being free, is that part of adventure number 14, which is bravery is saying yes or So or yes, not? like many times we say no when we mean yes because we have fear, right? Yeah. A small little story for me was when I was – 18 years old, I had the opportunity to go and have a scholarship at a U.S. soccer university. Okay. I wanted to say yes, but I said no. So think about it. Next time you say no, think to yourself, hmm, did I really mean yes? And why did I not say yes? And had I spoken my truth and had I led with vulnerability, would I have said yes? And the chances are the answer is probably Yes. In, in that section, I wrote this down. You you have the eight rules of yes. I'm just, you know them. I'm just going to read them out for 
for our audience. Okay. Uh, number one, saying yes opens us up to great adventures. Number two, saying yes opens us up to the unknown. Definitely. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> number three, saying yes shows us how to take care of each other. Number four, saying yes shows us how to take care of ourselves. Number five, saying yes builds trust. Number six, saying yes builds faith. Number seven, saying yes is the language of every God. And number eight, saying yes is the heart of every human. Dude, I thought that was amazing. By the way, I, I not only did I write that down, I snapshotted it and I sent it to some friends. That's that. Whole, I mean, you could write a whole book on saying yes right there. That was beautiful, dude. Um, so far for me reading as far as I've read, that has been my favorite part. Tell me where that came from. And was that just like all of a sudden? Did you build on that? Tell me about that. I mean, look, it came from saying no in so many ways where I wanted to say yes. So I just came up That's with funny. these eight things that felt right in the moment. And uh, as a reminder to people to say yes, to say yes to what feels right. Of course, don't say yes to what feels wrong, but say yes to what feels right. A lot of the times we we lose what to say yes to though and what you were saying which was i feel like it's so we're so distracted by all of the information overload and we we can't really see what we really want to do right this is why i love the progression of the book so far i feel like you're taking me through these steps to to just push out all the bullshit around us and be like no 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 let's let's look at this clearly right and was that the intention? Like, let's go step by step to get there. Or did you did you put numbers here? Because you have all these adventures. Are those in yeah. order? On it was definitely done in order. Like, you know, if I'd done the hardest thing first, then you wouldn't do it and you'd shut the book, right? So I did it gently, gently leading up to the hardest thing, which was to live your big truth. So in one of the adventures I ask people to write down what it is they want the most. Don't worry, no pressure. You don't have to live it right now, but just write it down. And then by the end of the book, it's like, all right, now go out and do it. What have you found? And I don't know if you've asked people on this or not, but what have you found people write more towards the beginning? Like, what is that the thing that they really want? Have you, have you done a survey on that? Look, or it's have different. you? Asked it's different people? for everyone. Some people's truth may be an emotional truth they need to let out. Some people's truth may be a business truth they need to let out. Everyone's truth is different. There's no monopoly on truth. That makes sense. No, I just thought maybe some people wanted to wanted to accomplish certain things more than other things. That's what I was going. It at. depends on the on the on where they are in their life, right? Like a thirteen year old who's reading the book is going to write yeah. something different, most probably than a 47-year-old. Yeah. But it's still their truth. It's still what they want. It's how they want to live their lives in that moment. True. True. I, I also like that halfway through, the, or I guess it's a little bit more halfway through, but you, you talk about burning your ships. And I like how you didn't start with that because sometimes people start with that and that's a little too heavy. You've already lost your audience at that point. Uh, Talk to me about burning your ships and how you see it. So the conquistadors, when they arrived in the Americas, uh, burned their ships, literally. Uh, well, they scuttled them. 
Um, and they did it because they knew that if their ships were around, they would be so frightened at some points that they would go home. So they burned their ships. They had no choice but to keep going forward. And burning our ships, clearly, if you have a ship, don't burn it. Don't burn anything, in fact. But it's kind of metaphorical. You do yeah. something that puts you in a situation where you have no choice but to keep moving forward. So, for example, mm. let's say you want to quit your job. You could write an email to your boss and say, hey, thank you so much, but I'm moving on. That's burning your ships. There's no going back from there, right? Yeah. I'm not suggesting you burn, you burn your ships and cause yourself uh, you know, problems or anger or anxiety or whatever. But actually, no, anxiety, yes. Cause yourself some anxiety because that'll keep moving you forward. So it's about making yourself accountable. Post something on Facebook or, or Instagram where you tell the world what, what you're about to do. So you're accountable. One of the ways I burned my ships, it sounds weird. It's like, it's a weird way, but I did, was one of the first journeys I did. I walked from Times Square, hitchhiked from Times Square to the Hollywood sign, relying on the kindness of strangers. And I knew that I would never do it unless I got a camera crew to follow me. Because with a camera crew, I couldn't just turn around and say, you know what, I'm going home. I had to do it. That was my weird, bizarre way of burning my ships. I did it again with a documentary that I did. I brought a camera crew and I wanted to give up. In fact, I was literally on the cusp of giving up, but I'd hired this camera crew. I you know, got them all the way to India. What was I gonna do, send them home? So I had to keep going. That makes sense, man. What are what are you working on next? Anything on YouTube? Anything on video that we should be maybe looking forward to along I'm these lines? A documentary, okay, uh, which will come out hopefully at the end of this year. Um, so that's 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 about my trip to India. Nice. Okay, I like that. And where where did the so hold on? My first thought on the twenty four and three quarters was Harry Potter. But I may be off completely. So where where did the idea come from? So the the three quarters came. The idea was the final adventure is an adventure. It's an important adventure to do, but it's not really a full blown adventure. It's like a seventy five percent adventure that you need to do. It's like kind of the icing on the cake. But mm -hmm. that's where it came from. Got it. And the last one, and I haven't read it. It's it's the happy dance. <laughs> Well, believe it or not, that is the, the three-quarter adventure, the happy dance. Nice. Uh, I won't ruin it for anybody because I haven't read it, so I don't want you to tell us. I want us to get right. the book right. and, and read the happy dance. Okay. Uh, Leon, where do we follow you for more? Where do we go and find out all about Leon and what you're doing? So you can buy the book Go Be Brave at Amazon and any bookstore. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at the kindness guy. Uh, and just Google my name and everything will show up. I like that, man. Kindness guy. Leon, thank you so much, man. I appreciate this. This was very fun. Um, these were all my questions that I had personally. So thanks for answering them. No worries. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. All right. Bye. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.